0: everybody, welcome to episode 23 of the Honk Talk podcast. I'm the Friday host of the day, Ty Hudson, alongside me on his phone, joining us by his cell phone, Jacob Scott Davis. How you doing, sir?
1: Doing great, Ty. How you doing tonight, man?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. Getting ready for the San Jose State matchup. So just a just a reminder, we are powered, of course, by the one and only Yellow Jacket Drive-In. So a couple of real quick updates, then we'll get into the call or the... Uh, the San Jose State game, I keep I keep saying Colorado State, like we're going to play them again, if only. Uh, but a real quick, quick reminder or an update: uh, six foot five, two hundred pound, four star small forward Kyrie Walker out of Phoenix, Arizona, will indeed be visiting Eric Musselman and the Razorbacks on October fourth through the sixth. Though so it's an official forty eight hour visit, and he was also just recently crystal balled by twenty four seven Sports to the Hogs by the Director of Basketball Scouting on behalf of 24-7 Sports, Jerry Meyer. He joins Trey Biddy from Hogsports.com as one of the two crystal ball predictions. I think he has four total predictions. Uh, Last I checked, it was one to Kansas, one to Arizona, and now obviously the two to the Razorbacks. That's that's a pretty big deal, and that would obviously be a huge land. I know a lot of people are going to ask about... Uh, Moses Moody, there's no updates on him right now that I know of. But, you know, getting someone like Kyrie Walker out of Phoenix would be huge for Eric Musselman and this staff moving forward. So, all right, Jacob, we're getting prepared for San Jose State. So, we're going to start off with this. They are coached by Brent Brennan. He's been there for two years. He's three and 22 is his overall record. That's also his career record. Cause it's his hmm. first, job. Um, their offense coordinator, Kevin McGiven and their defense coordinator, Derek Odom. Uh, they're not obviously <laughs> favored to do too well in this game. Arkansas currently favored at 20 points. It was, it was 21, I think 21 and a half, but it's come down a little bit. The The overall line is down to 20 and a half. The, uh, uh According to the pro or the excuse me the ESPN football power index the quote unquote FPI as ESPN, you know if you go to their matchup site or the matchup part of the site you can see that for yourself. Arkansas's favored at eighty eight percent, and uh, Jacob, I wanted to get your take on that. What are your thoughts? San Jose State's got twelve percent chance. What are you expecting to see in this game?
1: Well, I like how Grant Morgan came out and said in an interview last night. He said. Man, I really think Nick Starkle can drop seventy on these guys. And, and that could be the case. They put fifty-five points up on Colorado State last week, and this uh, this San Jose State team is coming off a loss uh, against Tulsa at home, thirty-four to sixteen. Yep. So, I mean, Arkansas. If you if you look back to last year, Arkansas beat them. That was one of their two wins last season. It was against Tulsa, twenty-three to nothing last year. So, I mean. If yeah, has improved a little bit, obviously San Jose State's still a little bit behind. So, yeah. so that's what you're looking at right now. I think Arkansas puts a lot of points on the board. Uh, hopefully, you get this first half out of the way, and you can start resting your starters, get them ready for Texas A&M. Yeah,
0: and and you and I were talking before we started recording. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't have a whole lot of faith that they could put up those kind of points. You know, that whatever it was, seventy or whatever points that, that we had discussed beforehand. <laughs> Uh, I, I see them probably, probably something similar to last week. You know, maybe maybe 50, 55 points. I could totally see that. San Jose State. And the only reason why I say that is because first off, against Colorado State, you know they struggled for two quarters. This offense completely stalled. And right. I, I don't know how much better or worse Colorado State defense is compared to San Jose State, but this is what I can tell you: they love to blitz. They love to be aggressive. They want to live in your backfield. And they have the ability to do that. But having saying that, they still give up. I'm going to go down their stats really quick. They give up 25 points a game. I'm, I'm sorry, 26. 26, mm-hmm. according to ESPN. Uh, and they, they give up about 413 yards a game. So there's an opportunity there to at least put some points on the board, to rack up some yardage. And I'm like you. I really want to see them. Uh, I'd love to see them, Arkansas, that is, get off to a really fast start. And then the second half, let's see some of those younger guys rotate in. But, uh, yeah, they're Arkansas offensively so far this year, points per game, they're just five points ahead of San Jose State, averaging right at about 30, almost 31. But they've given up 26, the exact same amount San Jose State has per game on mm-hmm. defense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think that there's an opportunity to rack up points. We'll just see if they do that. And not to mention, if they do put in the the younger guys, you got to imagine that will kind of slow you down a little bit on offense. But, uh, man, it'd be great. It'd be awesome to see them rack up 60 plus points.
1: You talk about a confidence booster. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, I mean, Arkansas, they did. They scored the ball well in the two quarters that they scored the most points in. They did. So, I mean, when they're moving the ball, they're effective. Uh, Nick the has got confidence now. And then if you get Trey Knox and Trey Lomberg's 100% fully healthy, they, I, look, dude, there, there is no looking back now. And Trey Knox and Traylon Burks may have a, both have career days, and both of those guys, they're one, they're both ranked in the top three freshmen, not just the SEC, at wide receiver, but the country. They're the only two freshmen wide receivers with 200 total yards uh, receiving and has a touchdown so yeah. far this year. So yeah,
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Well, Traylon Burks is at um, 172. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Knox is at 216, and he's got a touchdown. And I know what you're referring to, and you're right. That's pretty exciting to have two freshmen to be in that category, uh, two guys. I'm not sure where uh, uh, where the rest of these guys line up in the SEC, but it's hard to argue that Trey Knox and Traylon Burks, right now the way they're playing, that they're not two of the best freshman receivers in, in, in all the SEC. So that's pretty pretty cool, pretty exciting. to. You're going to have that for at least at least another two years. Yeah. So, for,
1: yeah, for the first for the first quarter of the season, they've been as good as advertised.
0: Yes, they have. Absolutely. And Trey Knox, by the way, uh, I went back and watched some of his highlights from all three games. And I you know kind of caught some stuff here and there online and what the uh, Razorback official social media sites have been pushing too. And, and if you go back and watch, there's been plays where he's had to turn around and make a play to the ball and adjust to the ball. D- Knox is talented. I, I think we all that's pretty obvious to us. Really quick, an update on injuries. I know that's something people are going to ask about. Monteric Brown did indeed miss the fourth quarter against Colorado State. Uh, Ladarius Bishop filled in for him. We all know what Ladarius Bishop came in and did. Uh, he filled in for for Monteric Brown pretty nicely, but Brown is expected to play. Now, Bumper Poole and Hayden Henry were also injured last week against Colorado State, and as far as I know, Bumper pool is starting on the depth chart. I don't know how much they're going to use him, and I'm not really sure about Hayden Heiner either. It seems like they're both going to be day-to-day. So that's your that's your news on them. Trey Knox and our producer, shout-out to to uh, to Porter, to Peck, who said that – or had asked about Trey Knox missing. He did miss Wednesday's practice, but apparently he was full go on Tuesday. So I'm not really sure what happened on Wednesday. I don't know if Chad Morris – I'm not caught up on, on what he said with the, the media or what he said at the catfish hole. I'm not really – I'm not caught up there. So if somebody knows, fill us in. Please feel free to send us an email or let us know if you follow us on social media. But I have no idea why he missed on Wednesday. But uh, but supposedly all the – the you know, Trey Knox and Traylon Burks uh, are expected to play this Saturday night against San Jose State. Um, what else is there? We need a correction last week, and this is on me. I think it was, <laughs> I'd said that the uh, women's soccer team was two and zero on the year. I'm wrong. My bad. They're actually at that time when we were recording, they were six one and one. So that's my bad. Jacob probably got it right. I know I probably got it wrong. So hey, we're only human. So getting back to this game, to this matchup, Arkansas offensively. I just told you they're gonna be they're gonna be pretty aggressive on defense. What do you want to see? Most of all, out of this offense, you know, we're probably going to ask you that every week, Jacob, on the Friday shows. But I just want to know, what do you want to see out of the offense against this aggressive San Jose State defense?
1: I want to see him pass the ball around. I mean, obviously, if your defense is going to be aggressive, it it gives you an extra man out there. I mean, open uh, as a receiver. So you, you whether it's Knox, whether it's Burks, Woods, Devion Warren. Uh, whoever it is, Cohen, Jackson, those guys are going to be open, and they're going to be ready to play on Saturday. And, and anytime you bring a lot of pressure, you're going to leave yourself to to uh, giving up big plays, and that could be what happens on Saturday. And Arkansas could have success there. I think uh, I think Nick Starkle's ready. He threw for 300 yards last Saturday against Colorado State. He mm. was the first. He was the first Arkansas quarterback since uh, I think I said in you know, Tuesday's show. Uh, live on Facebook, I think Nick Starkle was the first Razorback quarterback to throw for 300 yards in a game since Al- uh, Austin Allen did it back in 2016 versus Missouri. And That's a that's long wild. time ago. That's and wild. In this day and age. Yeah, this day of age of how lethal offenses are and for Arkansas and SEC team not to have a 300-yard passer in almost three seasons, that's unheard of. So yeah, you got you a field general now.
0: Yeah, you and you have someone who's obviously and we talked about this on the last podcast and, uh, and and we and I've mentioned it over on my YouTube channel on the live shows. The offense has completely changed uh, thanks oh, yeah. to Starkle. There's a, there's a there's a boost there on offense that they haven't had and I think that's something you and I have talked about all freaking offseason how Starkle is clearly the more talented guy and here we are talking about how the offense after he's been on the field six quarters of play. He's 41 of 64, 554 yards, four touchdowns. Yes, he has an interception, but, and I'm going to say it again. He's a gunslinger. He's going to turn the ball over. Just expect that. But you say yeah. uh, you say to pass the, the ball, San Jose State, and, and I'm with you, I think that's exactly what they should do, and I think that's what they're going to do. They give up. San Jose State, over 230 yards a game through the air. Now, they yeah. – They've only played two games. They're 1-1, one and one, but that's still uh, not, not a great sign for them. And with Starkle and this offense uh, looking as good as they've had through six quarters since he's been the starter, since Starkle's been the guy, I think that's absolutely a possibility. On the ground, uh, they give up 183. So you have an opportunity. I know we all thought the same thing about Colorado State, and I think for the most part they did this. But you have an opportunity where you can rack up yards, like I said a second ago, rack up yards and points. And I Yeah. I hope they do it. My goodness. Again, the uh over under set at sixty one, Arkansas's favorite at twenty. I'm actually surprised that line isn't going north instead of it coming down. Maybe it will by Friday. But uh so switching over to the defense, we talked about the injuries. Linebacker, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the thing they can't afford to have happen, and that's for these these linebackers. To get a little banged up. Scooter Harris is fine as far as we know. So, at least you've got your captain on the field. You've got your, your leader on the defense. But switching over to the defense as far as what you want to see out of them, what do you think we're we're going to see and what do you want to see out
1: of the defense? I want to see more bull rushing. Uh, Arkansas does have 10 sacks in the season. I think that's best for 18th in the country so far through the first quarter of the season. Wow. I want to see guys like uh, Jamario Bell get back out there and yep. – uh, you know, like you said a couple podcasts ago, ring the bell. You know, it's time. It's time to get out there and, and and make yourself known. It's time to. It's time to go out there. And you're a senior man. It's time to buckle down, no looking back. It's it's time to. It's time to get what's yours. He's a four star coming out of high school in Junction City, so it, it's time for him to step up. Uh, you've got a Mateo Salee. Uh, Zach Williams is out with a knee injury. I think is what it said. He, uh, they said that. Uh, he won't be out long, but, but it is a, a step back. That's not listed, uh, but I did see that according to his father, Ricky Williams, who was a former linebacker at Arkansas uh, back in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, he said that his son was out for a little bit. Um, as far as uh, – you hopefully you're getting Eric Gregory back. Uh, maybe you see a few guys like uh, Enoch Jackson, Torin Carter, Bubba, Bubba Miller out of Warren. Uh, a couple of those guys get some playing time and maybe see a little bit more of a uh, uh, approach at uh, at sacking the quarterback or mm-hmm. at least bull rushing guys and the uh, get more tackles for the loss and that's what you really want to see. Uh, seeing Chavis be uh, applying more pressure than what he had been.
0: Yeah, um, I, I am. I will say this: we put out a poll this last week. And it finished on time today. I actually nailed the timing perfect. I never do that. But this is what the Twitter poll asked if you guys didn't see it. We did post it on, obviously, on Twitter where it started, and then we shared it on Facebook. But this is what it says over on at the Hog Talk, if you want to follow us over on Twitter. It says, let's say EA were to return the NCAA football franchise video game. Let's say it was back this year. Who's the Razorbacks? Who would be their highest overall player on the roster based on the first three games? Question mark. Keep in mind, four options are the are only possible on the Twitter polls. If we miss someone, fill us in. And we certainly were filled in. I know a lot of people were upset we didn't put Sosa game on there. And uh, I, you know, this was something I came up with on the poll. I struggled between Nick Starkle and Sosa. Uh, Sosa game has actually been. Really good. I think he's he's top five in the country in as far as in in uh, interior defensive linemen f- forcing or pressuring a quarterback. Right. But Nick Starkle was exciting, and I wanted to keep it two and two. I wanted two on offense and two on defense. So your options were Rakeem Boyd, Dejon Harris, uh, Nick Starkle, Cam Curl. Again, I promise Socia game was next on that list. Uh, like he was I struggled between him and Nick Starkle. but Rakeem Boyd, Won this one pretty easily, fifty-seven percent. Uh, Harris at twenty percent. Starkle at twelve percent. Cam Curl at eleven. Who did you? Who did you have voted for? If if I don't know if you took the poll or not, I'm assuming you did. But who did you vote for? Assuming you voted, who did you vote for?
1: I voted for Scooter. but that I mean that was the easiest option. Uh, yeah. But a guy that's not in the poll, and and you, and especially a team coming off a two and ten season. Uh, on an NCAA football video game I bet I'm pretty sure the kicker Connor Limbert <laughs> might have been the highest rated player I mean look but yeah. look, no, listen he's not missed but one extra point attempt in his career and Is he's, that right? He's a yes Holy he's 32 cow. Mm-hmm. he's 32 of 39 uh, field goal wise in his career 82% Wow and has scored 169 points He's been the most consistent player over the past four seasons for the Hawks. I figured that's, he might be the highest rated player on the game.
0: And, I, and I'll be real with you. I didn't even think about putting him up there. I know he had that 54-yard field goal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, you know, you put a kicker on the list, you're going to catch all sorts of heat. Um, but I, I don't think you're wrong. I, I mean, he might be. He probably would be if, if NCAA – let's say NCAA 20 was a thing this year because it's how it always goes. They always – the number is always the end of the season when the year's over yeah. with So It would be NCAA 20. You're probably right. He probably would be one of the higher rated players on this roster. All things considered from a year ago. Uh, I voted. I actually voted for Cam Curl. Uh, Ah, Cam Curl. And again, this is through three games. Obviously, coming into the season, I don't don't know who I would have put. Probably would have been. You know, Rakeem Boyd, Scooter Harris, Sosa Game, and and I don't know. Uh, I can't even think who the other – maybe Dorian Gerald or maybe Connor Limpert. But, uh, yeah, I voted for Cam Curl. What he's done through the first three games is nothing short of ing- great. I was going to say incredible. I don't know if I want to oversell what he's done, but uh, he actually leads the team in tackles. Uh, he has an interception, forced fumble, fumble yep. recovery for a touchdown. And I think he's been in on at least two pass breakups on the year. So, for me, it was just to me, it was. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised he's actually last, all things considered, through the first three games. But uh, that was how the poll went. And that's why that's where I would have that's where I did end up voting, actually, was Cam Carl. Yeah, so, yeah. but thank you for those of you who did participate and retweeted the poll and commented. Really, really, uh, really do appreciate it. We actually had someone comment, Razor Sharp, and I'm sure a lot of you know who he is. He's pretty uh, active on Twitter, but his, his, Twitter handle is at Hogs all day. But he said he would have Rakeem at 94, Harris at 92, Starkle at 89, Curl at 89, Sosa at 88, CJ at 86, uh, TJ at 85, Knox at 84 because he's a freshman, because those two are freshmen. Woods at 84, Whaley at 84, Limpert at 83, Burks at 83, Bumper at 82. Uh, That might be a little high for me. I don't know about you.
1: That's a really... Good
0: fantasy team. <laughs> that, that's a very, that's an optimist and, and razor sharp's a good guy. He posts really good content okay. on Twitter, but I, I think, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go that high. I don't know if, if anybody on that list should be above 90 right no. now,
1: <laughs> no, even
0: though they look good against Colorado state. We need to see them. I want to see what they do uh, after a and M that might be a pretty interesting poll to do then uh, an EA NCAA scenario poll, but, Uh, yeah, moving on to the, to the, uh, last little bit here. Um, when Arkansas getting prepared for this game against San Jose state, uh, their quarterback on the year, and just to finish out what they've done, uh, get it pulled up here when I do, uh, their quarterback love he's 37 of 61, 413 yards, three touchdowns. So he's a, he's a, he's a somewhat accurate passer. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. It doesn't look like through two games. Um, Arkansas's defense has struggled. Let's just be honest with ourselves. They've struggled this year. And I've already asked you what you want to see out of the defense, Jacob,
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the year. But do you think they could come in and just have a statement game on defense? Do you think that opportunity is here?
1: You know, I think Josh Love is, he, the quarterback at San Jose State, is going to have an opportunity to at least sling the ball around. He's gotten better every single year that he's been on campus. Uh, currently 37-61, to 61, uh, 60% pass completion percentage, and no interceptions, I mean, to three touchdowns. So he's going to have an opportunity to play a little bit uh, little, a little bit, and, and, and do well this week. Uh, but that's my expectation. I think, uh, I think San Jose State's going to have the opportunity to at least put a little bit of off, uh, offense up on the board.
0: I ask because I think I think going into the A M game, the defense needs a, a momentum booster. Oh yeah. And I think this is your opportunity. I don't think they're anything special. I mean the guy's thrown no. for uh, you know, he averages what, you know, we just said it, not even what, two hundred yards a game.
1: And that's playing seven.
0: That's yeah. not even playing very good uh, you yeah. know, very good schedule. They are out no. of the mountain west. They're currently one and one. They Arkansas just beat Colorado State, who's currently one and two. And they're, in the, uh, they're actually in the Mountain Division side of that conference. But, uh, yeah, I think this is the opportunity to do it, I think, on both sides of the ball. But we've yeah. already seen the offense get that momentum. I think I have all the faith in the world they're going to be able to rack up some points against San Jose yeah. State. I think defensively this needs to be – I don't want to call it a statement game because this is a non-Power 5, but it could be a momentum booster for the defense.
1: Well, any time – anytime you have two back-to-back non-conference opponents right before a conference, so it gives you a little bit of a tune-up. And if you've seen it, I mean, whether it was UTEP back in 2010 before Arkansas went on that stretch run to go to the Sugar Bowl or the Chattanooga game back in 2015 when Arkansas started 1-4 on the year and ended up getting to the Liberty Bowl to face Kansas State back in 2015. I mean, yeah. Arkansas had the opportunity to, to have a – Non conference opponent, help tune them up for a conference game. Yeah. Uh, Texas and m is going to be played in Jerry's world. So, I mean, Arkansas is going to have an opportunity, especially defensively, to even, I mean, the guy, Josh Love, he can have a good game, but, you know, the way Cam Curl and the confidence those guys at the secondary have uh, right now, I think, I think Ladarius Bishop, uh, from what I've understood and heard, is he's the fastest player on that secondary. Mm-hmm. So, so losing Monterrey Brown, whether it's for a week or so, it's going to give him a little bit more time to have experience and, and be ready to go. And, and this secondary is really young, too. You, you look at it, and then after Ladarius Bishop, who do you have after that? Brito Tut, he's really the only other guy. I and mean, he's a, like, seems like a 10th year senior. <laughs> and he's a junior college player coming out uh, as a freshman. Seems like he's been there a long time. Yeah. Uh, really hadn't made a present. His presence felt, and it shows with Ladarius Bishop. Uh, passing him by, so um, you know I, I want to see the defense have a, especially the secondary have a big day. Uh, I want to see them. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they get two picks and maybe a forced fumble like they did last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, and your opportunity to do that, and I think I think the defense needs a shot in the arm, and I think this could be their, this is your opportunity right here. That game again, it's going to be played on SEC Network, six thirty p.m. If you guys are there, hey. We're gonna post stuff on Facebook. We're gonna have a halftime live show, just like we did last weekend. It was awesome. Thank you, guys, whoever showed up for that. That was amazing. And uh, after the game, I will be live on my YouTube channel. So that I think that's gonna do it, man. Jacob, you have anything else to say?
1: Anything else to add to the to the show? Well, while while we were you know talking and, and having a good show, mm-hmm. I did enjoy a lemonade sweet tea from the Yellow Jacket Drive In. There you go. It's not on the menu, but if you do go to the Yellow Jack, you might want to try that. I got a 32-ounce large drink, and it was delicious. It kept me refreshed.
0: Sounds sounds delicious.
1: Oh, I'm going to have maybe. to. Maybe they
0: should put it on the menu.
1: You got to have secret menu items. <laughs> Listen, I worked, for, I worked for a
0: certain national chain that's known for tacos, and uh, – um. And and the the wonderful grilled stuffed burrito, you know, half their menu items. I swear they're just made up from the from the employees. They're just like the 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 gordita crunch. Oh, I probably said too much there. But there's uh, there's some <laughs> there's some menu items that are completely made up from the uh, from the employees. So just uh, that's you
1: awesome. know,
0: Nothing wrong with a secret menu. But anyways, that's gonna do it. Again, thank you guys so much. Remember to give us that the the five star rating. And feel free if you want to to do a written review on on, if you're on iTunes, if you're not, well, then thank you anyways for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Again, follow us across social media and until the next episode of the hog talk podcast, woo pig, you guys be good.
1: I'm the cult of personality I know your anger I know your dreams I've been everything you want to be Oh, I'm the cult of personality